Our gospel today comes from Luke. Then Jesus, filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan River. He was led by the Spirit in the wilderness where he was tempted by the devil for 40 days. Jesus ate nothing all that time and became, became very hungry. Then the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell this stone to become a loaf of bread. But Jesus told him, No, the scriptures say people do not live by bread alone. Then the devil took him up and revealed to him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. I will give you the glory of these kingdoms and authority over them, the devil said, because they are mine to give to anyone I please. I will give it all to you if you will worship me. Jesus replied, the scriptures say, you must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil took him to Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple, and said, If you are the Son of God, jump off. For the scriptures say, He will order his angels to protect and guard you, and they will hold you up with their hands, so that you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. Jesus responded, The scriptures also say, You must not test the Lord your God. When the devil had finished tempting Jesus, he left him until the next opportunity came. Here ends the reading. You may be seated. Grace to you and peace from God, our Creator, Jesus, our Savior, and the Holy Spirit, who inspires us all. Amen. When I was in seminary almost 35 years ago now, part of the program was that all second-year students had to have an oral exam with members of the faculty. Each student was assigned to sit in front of two professors for about an hour of answering questions about theology and doctrine and other things. And it was well known that some of the professors took a much more pastoral approach to this oral exam and students who were assigned to those professors reported that it was no big deal. It was more like sitting down and having coffee together than an interview or an exam. But then there were the professors who seemed to take delight in watching students squirm and sweat their way through the process. These professors could be merciless as they fired questions at students in the areas where maybe students had room to grow academically. Well, guess which set of professors I was assigned to? <laughs> the ones who seemed to take delight in watching students squirm. So on the day of my interview, I was very anxious. I was pacing around in the student center, waiting to go up to the faculty offices. And the last minute, I decided to stop by at my campus mailbox. And there was a note from my mom. It was a thinking of you card, and she wrote some news from home and words of encouragement and a reminder that she was praying for me. Her words brought me a lot of comfort and courage as I went into that oral exam. She helped ground me in my deeper identity, reminding me that my worth was much more than whatever was going to happen in that interview. 
When I went in to face the professors, I put her note on top of the stack of papers that I was carrying and I put it on the table in front of me so that I would be reminded and could see her words as I faced my questioners. Well, today we begin the season of Lent. We begin the way we always do, with the the, uh, story of Jesus being tested by the devil in the wilderness. Now, I don't know if Jesus was anxious going into his oral exam, but I do know that he received something like a thinking of you card from his heavenly parent right before he went into the wilderness. You may remember in Luke's Gospel, The event that happens right before Jesus goes out is he's baptized. And so as he goes to face his time of questioning, he goes with God's ear, God's words of encouragement ringing in his ears. You are my son, the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. Well, I suspect that Jesus kept those words close to his heart as the devil tried to undercut and erode his confidence in God's love and undermine his identity as a beloved child of God. With each question, the devil hoped to drive a wedge between Jesus and God and to tempt Jesus to use his power for his own comfort and pleasure and fame and to abandon the mission that God had called him to. But Jesus doesn't fall for it. Instead, Jesus uses each of the tempter's questions to lean more closely into God's love, to become more grounded in those words, you are my son, the beloved, with you I am well pleased. Those 40 days in the wilderness drew Jesus closer to God in spite of the devil's best interest, or efforts to lure him away. From God. Well, I wonder if there is some good news for us in this story as we enter into this season of Lent. I know that as good Lutherans, Lent is often a time when we focus on sacrifice or giving something up or denying ourselves and putting the joyful things in our life on mute. But honestly, I feel like we have just endured something like a Lent-like season for the past two years. I'm not really sure that I want to commit to six more weeks of the same. So what if this Lenten season, we entered it with the words of our baptism ringing in our ears. If we put God's words of encouragement to us, you are my beloved child, with you I am well pleased. What if we put those words on top of the stack of life that we will be carrying around for the next 40 days so that we see them and remember them That way, when the devil or anything else comes and tries to drive a wedge between us and God, we can hear those words of promise and lean more closely into God's love. In fact, here's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that we can practice this right now. 
I'm wondering if you would be willing to take a moment to look one or two or three people in the eye and just tell them God loves you. Will you do that? Just look someone in the eye and tell them God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. God loves you and you. God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. Ah, we need to hear those words. We need to have those words ringing in our ears as we leave this place and head out into the world, a place of challenge. So one more thing, as a church, it's so important that we share these words with our kids. We want them to know these words are true for them. So young, we have a lot of kids here. So if you are 18 years or younger, will you please stand up? And I want you to look around at your church family, a church family who loves you, and we want you to know that God loves you too. So what do you say, church family? Can we very convincingly tell these young people on the count of three, God loves you? One, two, three. God loves you. All right, you can be seated. Oh, carry that message with you. We love you and God loves you. So we have some kids here today who have finished five weeks of instruction for their communion milestone. They will join us today at the table. What a great way to enter the season of Lent God at God's great feast. Because this meal is really just another way that God tells us that we are loved. You all learned that in this meal, Jesus is truly present with us, making us into new people, giving us a fresh start. Here we receive not just bread. Remember, we do not live by bread alone. We receive bread, but we also receive God's promise. And when we leave the table, the bread, the body of Christ, the words of encouragement are present in our very bodies a tangible sign of God's love leaning into us as we carry our stack of life this meal strengthens us for the journey well obviously my oral exam 30 plus years ago went okay (laughs) otherwise I wouldn't be standing here and I in no way want to uh, indicate that Those professors were anything like the devil, because they were not. They were trying to create or help uh, encourage pastors. But I'm not going to lie, it was a challenging day for me. But life is full of challenging days, right? We all know that. And I was strengthened that day by my mom's words of encouragement. So what if in this season of Lent, we take God's words of encouragement with us into the challenges of life. 
Remember those words, you are my beloved child. With you, I am well pleased. Trust these words. Believe that they're true for you. Now, if you're the type that just has to take on some sort of discipline for Lent, what about this? What if over the next 40 days, you make a commitment to share God's words of encouragement with people who are facing challenging times? Share God's love in your words and your actions. Be generous with your resources. Offer kind words. Remind people that they are loved. Send an actual note to someone with God's words of encouragement if you know that they're struggling. Because you know what? You never know. They may put your words on that stack of life that they are carrying, a stack of life that is maybe weighing them down. And your words will help them to remember that they are not alone because you and our God of love are with them. Amen.